Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends and we are in for a great program today with our guest Elena Odessa. Our topic today is money boundary breakthroughs and if you have ever struggled with money, you are in the right place at the right time today. During the next hour, you are going to comprehend the breakthrough response for people who always seem to need more money. And kind of an interesting concept, there's something that money actually needs from you and Elena is going to share that with us and how we can provide it. You're going to learn the two things that you need to know about money boundaries and money breakthroughs. Uh, Elena is going to share her own fulfillment equation with us. It's actually a calculation that you can use to um, achieve your own money boundary breakthroughs. We're going to learn why money, though important, is not the most important thing. The thing that typically attracts money effortly into a person's life, the importance of charitable giving, and an important funny thing about money. Elena Odessa, our guest today, is a messenger to Christian women that it's never too late to give themselves permission to bloom and to be fully expressed, fulfilled, and free to manifest their heart's desires and become the woman of their dreams, and more importantly, the woman of God's dreams for them. Welcome to you, Odessa. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you. Hi, Elena. Well, it's so fun to have you here today, and I'm excited to dive right in, but I just wonder if you would share with um, the listeners about maybe a time when you were a little bit um, not so great in the money area, How so maybe a time when that was painful for you. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, probably about 10 years or so ago, I was stuck in a job that I absolutely hated. I mean, hated with a capital. All the letters were capitalized. And um, I had really just kind of lost my way, you know, with um, following my own heart's desires and my own dreams and, you know, just really giving myself permission to um, do it my way, you know, the way that God had given for me to do it and to express. And so, um, I mean, everything was just tight, you know. My expression was tight. My money was tight. My my relationships were, you know, frustrating. It was just everything just kind of, you know, tied up with that. Um, all at one time. So it it became important to me to get free, and I just really am grateful to God that, you know, he's just given me a voice and, um, you know, helped me do some of the inner work to share what that process looks like and to just help some other women to get free too. Marnie, are you there? I don't know if we got disconnected or not. This is Marnie, and I am so sorry. We are experiencing some technical difficulties here. Uh, we are back. Elena, are you here? I am. Okay, super. Well, that's great. We're just going to pick up where we left off and keep on rolling. Every once in a while, there's something in the 
Ethernet or something that goes a little haywire, and that just happened right now. So hopefully we'll have a great rest of the program here. Um, you know, let's go ahead and talk about the breakthrough responses for people who always seem to be needing more money. They're just there's you know there's some people who never seem to talk about money, never seem to um, let it bother them too much, whether they have a lot or little. There's other people who focus on it all the time because they never have enough. There's other people who focus mm-hmm. on it all the time because they want to make sure they keep more than enough. <laughs> um, what about for the people who just always seem to need more money? What's what's a response? that they could maybe adopt that would help them move from where they are to where they want to be? Well, one of the things that I like to share with my clients that bring that up as an issue is that you really don't need more money. You know, what you need more of is more knowledge around what your God-given heart's desires are because there's something that God has put in each one of us. And those gifts that he put in us, they make room for us, you know, and the, the the heart's desires from him are really just invitations to faith. You know, they're the things that he wants us to step out on for him, you know, to just bring him glory. And so, um, you know, I just always tell them, you need more knowledge around what that is, and then you need to give yourself permission to, you know, really believe and have trust and faith in God's protection of you as you explore and express those heart's desires. Because money is attracted to people who are willing to just wholeheartedly advocate, you know, on behalf of their heart's desires, because that's our purpose. Hmm. I liked the phrase, in this moment, I have everything I need. That's just yeah. one of the mantras that I say when, I'm, uh, when I get scared about money, when I get scared about staff, you know, not enough people to help me, when I get scared about, you know, not enough hours in the day to do what's ahead of me. Um, I mm-hmm. just always use the same phrase, in this moment, I have everything I need. And it's such a wonderful position to be in, whether you're thinking about your financial needs or whatever it is, because it's mm-hmm. just saying God is taking care of me. God himself, mm-hmm. all sovereign, mighty, powerful God is taking care of me right here, That's right now. Money. I like that phrase too, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, the thing is is that, I mean, to, to have that in your pocket, you know, to know to pull it out when you're going through that, um, frantic moment is a good thing because usually when you have to say that to yourself to remind yourself of that, that's when you least feel like you have everything you need. You know, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think that I think that one of the things that's really helped me too, and I I know this has been the case for you too, is coming through financial difficulties and watching God's faithfulness um, to mm-hmm. us. That, mm-hmm. that you know did remain faithful, even when I was confused, when I didn't know where the money would come from, when I didn't understand what to think about or how to think about it. There is a faithful Mm -hmm. God that's watching over us, and he's got us. And it's such a comfort to know that he is absolutely, you know, the the net underneath our trapeze (laughs) that was, Mm -hmm. you know, flying around in the air up there feeling so vulnerable and... and, um, and scary. There, yeah. You know, you talk about the one thing that money actually needs from us. What? That's kind of an interesting way to phrase it. What? What does money need from you? It needs a loving, grounded master. Hmm. You know, because so often it's like our relationship with money is it's like you know make make make. I gotta make 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 it. You know, and and when we are in that frame of mind, it's because we have something that we need in the moment. You know, so you make 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 it to spend 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 it. But that's not a healthy mm-hmm. connection to money because it's like that mindset really just puts you, um, you know, in that money chase. 
And when we're in the money chase, you know, money has become the master. It's the thing, you know, that's ruling us. And we start to compromise ourselves. You know, we start to do things that we don't want to do. We start sucking up to people that we don't like. We start doing work that makes us miserable. And we really, you know, we begin to to just pull away from those things that make us happy on a core level and bring us joy. And so, you know, we, we start to really kind of, Marnie, I mean, get in that situation where we're we're hypocritical in our own eyes and we, we, we stop admiring ourselves and we can never find fulfillment within, within ourselves until we have found a way to admire ourselves. And, you know, I don't mean that in a like a unhealthy or a braggadocious way, but just like the scripture, you know, where Christ taught, you know, that you love God first and then you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Self-love mm-hmm. is paramount to success. And money is, is paramount to living this life that we're living here in this world of commerce. So money needs a master who is grounded within themselves. Hmm. You know, when you said self-love is paramount to success, that's great. And I think we need to just back up for a second because when a small child comes into the kitchen with a uh, little mud pie that they just made in the backyard and they stuck a little uh, dandelion in the middle of it (laughs) and presents this beautiful masterpiece to mom in the kitchen, mom's heart melts and she says, that is so beautiful. Now, uh, it may not be beautiful in every aspect, but the heart of it was beautiful And she loves the child who made it. And when we look at ourselves, we have to remember that God himself created us, that when he strung together your three billion pair of of DNA, that he did that in a particular way and that you are the only you that he's got anywhere in the universe. You're it. And that when he looks at you, he sees you as this beautiful, perfect child. Now, you may look at yourself and say, well, I look like a mud pie. There's a dandelion stuck in it. Like God created you that way, and he loves you, and he did it out of love, and he loves you just the way you are. And I love how you said that this is, um, they go kind of hand in hand, the money contentment, the personal contentment with who I am in Christ, mm-hmm. the life contentment. They, it's all part and parcel of being okay with who God created you to be, isn't it? It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you use an interesting phrase that I've actually never heard before, and I want you to uh, develop it just a little bit more for us. Okay. You said money needs a loving, grounded master. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so do you mean to do you mean to love money? Do I mean to love money? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not love money, but money needs. Um, it's attracted to the, the, the person who's loving. The person who's loving is the person who is, you know, expressing themselves in in the world, um, you know, going after those things that matter to them, um, going after those things that matter to them with confidence, you know. I mean, they're just, they're, there's a different, there's an open, openness inside that person. And, okay, you know, so with Monday energy. Yeah, they're loving mm-hmm. life. They're loving others. They're loving God. Yes, no, not a not not that they're loving money, 
but they're 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 you know a loving individual. Um, right. They're grounded in the things of God, you know, because I mean you can be a, a a loving individual, but I mean not be grounded in the things of God, and you know be doing all kind of things out there with money, crooked things, you know, um, and right. and not just right. with your money, you know, but with your power. So when I say that money needs a loving, grounded master, it needs a person that is you know rooted and grounded in um, healthy things in a healthy relationship with themselves, with other people, with God, you know, with money itself. And so, you know, because money in the hands of um, someone who's not this loving, grounded master is, I mean, it's going to just reap all kind of corruption and, you know, just ugliness. Do you feel like, and this isn't really a trick question, I'm just curious where you fall on this one, do you feel like money is um, a positive or a negative or a neutral? I think that money is absolutely a neutral. I think that money is, you know, in the hands of the the beholder. It is shaped into, you know, the type of of energy that it's going to be. What do you think, yeah, that's what I believe too. I believe that it depends on it depends on what the motives behind the use of it and the love of it are, you know, and mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. We, we see all through scripture, you know, God blessed Solomon with extreme wealth. Uh God mm-hmm. has nothing against the money itself. He just has some problems with how people sometimes mm-hmm. use it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. this is Marnie Thornburg. We're visiting today with Elena Odessa. Actually that's her website too, you guys. Elena Odessa is L A L I'm sorry, A L A I N-A, and then Odessa, O-D-E-S-S-A dot com. We're going to come right back and talk about two things that you need to know about money boundaries and money breakthroughs. Don't go anywhere. Christian Women's Event. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Hey, welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, our guest today, Elena Odessa, sharing with us about money boundary breakthroughs. And money's always a hot topic, whether you've got it, whether you want it, whether you're plotting it, whenever, money's always important to our lives. And uh, we want to make sure that it's in the right balance, in the right place in our life. Elena, as we go into this next segment, let's talk about the two things that you need to know about money boundaries and money breakthroughs. Okay. Um, you know, one of the, the things around money boundary breakthroughs is that, um, you know, we need to remember that money is not hard to get. You know, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's an energy. It's everywhere. And so the only thing that we need to really do is just relinquish our limiting beliefs, relinquish any, you know, ideas about how difficult it is and just begin to be ourselves, you know. Be yourself and be willing to explore 
as you embody yourself. Be willing to express, you know, with other people, connect with other people and share your ideas. Just share yourself. And, I mean, that's a, it may not sound like that's a money um, boundary breakthrough, but it absolutely is. And, you know, so much of, um, um, you know, we, we anything that we see with our eyes, you know, anything that we can experience as a human being, it came from a person that was willing to just put themselves out there, you know, put their idea out there, put their their, their, their product out there, put their service out there. And the same thing is just available to all of us. It really is. We're not left out. They're not any better. They're not any smarter. You know, they're not any more accomplished. Um, they may be more practiced in the practice of, you know, exploring and expressing themselves and just giving themselves permission to be who God created them to be. But, you know, that's something that we can also just practice and, and, and really become well-versed in. And it, it will attract money. It will just bring it to you. It is. That's, that's just how it is. Elena, for the and and I I guess I'm still I'm still definitely here myself. I believe that God provides for all of my needs. I have no trouble believing that God does that. Sometimes mm-hmm. He does it in very um, surprising and even I would say um, incomprehensible ways, where yeah. I will have a large. Um, uh, maybe even like recently I had a long list. <laughs> we had, we sat down. My husband and I sat down. And we had a long list. We had a long list of major bills coming toward us. You know, we own a restaurant, a retail store. Our daughter's getting married. We have our home. We had some medical stuff. Uh, our son's mm-hmm. in college. We just had this long list of these big, big, thousand, multi-thousand dollars bills coming at us um, kind of back-to-back in a short period of time. And I remember mm-hmm. when we sat down and I I just said, you know, I just want to write them all down um, in my prayer journal. Just, just give them yeah. to God. And then we just stood up and we went out the day. And always every morning, you know, God, what do you want us to do today? You know, we've got a list of things to do and what else do you want us to do? And um, sometimes he overrides the list and sometimes we go with the list and I can't even get that done. But uh, mm-hmm. as we went forward with this, it's amazing that not only so far have, have every need been met on or before the day it was due, but we can look forward and say, well, if things continue to go like this, they'll all be met. Now, that is not how it looked just a few weeks ago. You know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when when you're walking, when you're in the blind spot, <laughs> when you are in the spot where all you can see is the boundaries and there is no breakthrough on your horizon, what's, um, <laughs> you know, what is what are some of the mental places that you go? What are some of the thoughts that you have when you're facing those black holes? Well, you kind of mentioned it earlier um, in the program when you were saying um, the, the part about just remembering what God has done before, remembering those times when I was in a tight money fix before and it seemed like there was absolutely no way that I was even going to survive it, much less come through it. And every single time, I mean, he delivered. Every single time he right. came through. And, you know, I just... I I comfort myself with that, you know, just the memory of of how he has always, 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 always been my Jehovah Jireh. Hmm. Just always. Yeah. Yeah. So when when we were talking about the two things you need to know about money boundaries and money breakthroughs, just Mm -hmm. recap them real quickly. What is is item number one? Number one is, um, you know, let go of that belief that money is hard to get. It's not. It's not hard to get. In that moment that you're um, needing a money breakthrough, just 
you know, receive that, that there's something inside of you that God has put inside of you in this particular moment to get you through and to attract the amount of money that you need in this particular moment. And all you have to do to access that is be willing to be yourself, be willing to explore, be willing to express, you know, be willing to be your unique self because there's a, there's a uniqueness that, that that's on the table, you know, that's really being called for and required of you. And a lot of times that's not the easiest thing to do because, you know, the idea that's going to attract the money may be something that you've never seen anybody do before. Or it may be, you know, uh, you may be called on the carpet to advocate in a new way. But just give yourself permission to just let loose and just express in that area. And, you know, the money will come. And the other thing, is that, you know, in this process of being yourself and exploring and expressing, you know, you attract other people. Other people will absolutely come into your sphere um, and, and, and be a part of your network. I just got this book um, today by Porter Gale. It's called Your Network is Your Net Worth. And, yeah, you know, exactly. so often we have to, you know, just be willing to, to let ourselves connect. You know, money is is created and it's exchanged in relationship with other people. And so, you know, to to, to show up and to just get out there and share your voice. Hmm. Let go of the belief that dollars are hard to get and express yourself fully. I like it so much. Okay, let's go on and talk about, uh, you have actually an equation that you've come up with called Elena's Fulfillment Equation. So talk to us about that. I do. It's um, VA2 plus VI plus VO equals fulfillment. And so the VA2 is value. And it's twofold because, we we have to know our own personal value, which is, you know, being willing to, to give up um, or, or, or being willing to give um, valuable assent to our gifts, to our talents, you know, our interests, our heart's desires. The things that matter to you are, um, you know, the things that God has entrusted, he's put inside of you to value. And if you don't value them, then, you know, nobody else is going to know to. And so, you know, it's back to that permission. I'm talking about permission all the time. Give yourself permission to express and to stand for that personal value around your gifts and talents and, and heart's desires. And the second component is, is of value is, you know, especially for us Christians, is we have to know our value in Christ. You know, and we have to be willing to express that value and to stand for that value because he died for us. You know, he gave, he came, he lived, he died, he was, he was, you know, resurrected. He sits on the, the right hand of God right now, and we are the the brethren. You know, we are the beloved in Christ, and and we have to know that and to to really begin to to value that and to put that in the forefront of our hearts and of our minds and of our lives, and it's like we, we, we stand up in a new way, you know? Um, the second part is vision, and it's, you know, we have to have vision. We have to know that we have come here to make a contribution towards something that God has entrusted with us, and then, you know, we have to be willing to cultivate that vision about bringing that to pass. And then the, the third is voice, you know? It's, it's being willing to speak up for who it is you are, for who it is God has made you to be, for what it is you want. You know, our voices, Marnie, they are as distinct as our fingerprints. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just believe that God made us that way because he wanted us to stand out as uniquely, you know, as as possible with our voices. You know, every single one of us, we have different experiences, different perspectives, different desires. And, you know, back to that permission piece, when we're willing to give ourselves permission to express just the, you know, the, the the uniqueness of our own particular voice, it's like that's when we really start to, to empty out for God. And when we're emptying out for God, when we're emptying, emptying out in authenticity, then, you know, fulfillment is, it's it, it can't not come to know your value, to know your vision, to know um, the, the, the value of your voice and to be willing to share that. Fulfillment is just inevitable. And Fulfillment equals money. It just does because money is attracted to fulfillment. Yeah, and I say I, I'm not, I'm not sure if it always equals money. I would say that I would say that in the natural course of things, it does. There mm-hmm. are times, just like at times, God withholds all good things <laughs> from us. Uh, from time to time, He withholds different things in order to accomplish works on earth. So there are certainly times when you might be doing everything right. And not mm-hmm. having money just flow to you—that that's certainly a possibility. No, I don't mean a flow. A- I don't mean just you know like a million dollars. I just mean that place of you know there is no lack. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not lack. And when we are you know in this space yep. around our voice and you know our vision and our our value in Him and our value in our our gifts and talents, you know it the the, the same amount of money is not fulfillment for every person. You know, but fulfillment right. is being fulfilled is going to attract the whatever it is you need as far as money is concerned for each individual person. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. Right. And and yeah. it's so important to remember that. The person who is right now a prisoner of war in the bottom of a pit in solitary confinement does not really need much money. You know, their mm-hmm. their money needs mm-hmm. isn't very high. Whereas somebody else who's really managing a huge corporation that's employing thousands of people and um you know and and has, you know, vendors and, and different suppliers and different chains down the road that's affecting hundreds of thousands of people, their their money need is much greater. Um and, mm-hmm. and it's all relative and God's got it all in line and so I think it's important for us to really clarify this and to just say just because you are in full alignment with what God has created you to do and and you're actually living that out and maybe you can get very comfortable with this. I love the word permission. I think that's a great word. Um, just because you do all of these things and you get very comfortable does not mean that all of a sudden, like you just said, you're going to have you know bushel loads of money dumped on your front step. That is not necessarily God's will for you, nor, nor would we ever think that it should be the same for everybody. Um, one family might feel extremely blessed if their adoption papers went through, <laughs> while another family might feel extremely blessed if they could conceive a child, while another family might feel extremely blessed if they could get the heart transplant for the child they already have. You know, I mean, it isn't the equal equal value across the board. What it is is that what we need God provides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I but I, but I think our conversation I think our conversation today is because sometimes we exactly get in the way of that. We actually mm-hmm. stand up and put our hands straight out in front of us and say, Stop. I don't mm-hmm. deserve money. I don't I don't believe you'll give it to me. I can't see it, therefore it must not be real. And we are the ones that are really stopping it. And that's why we're talking about this today because 
it's a choice that we make how we address money, just like how we address mm-hmm. our health and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's not always, you know, a conscious choice. It's like, you know, those those Absolutely. beliefs can be the conditioning and stuff, you know, can be in there and you, you may not be aware of it. But the thing that you are aware of though is that, you know, there's not enough. There's just there's not enough. There's never <laughs> enough, you know, money at the there, there's more month at the end of the money and, you know, all of that. And so, you know, I mean that just it's like you have to, you know, kinda of go in and start to just realize prayerfully, you know, that um, that those two pieces come together and you start to, 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 to realize going back to that value in Christ that I was not created to live in lack. You know, I was not created to experience this lack. So if I am continually experiencing this lack, there must be something going on on the inside of me that needs to be worked out because God's word is absolutely true. There is, you know, there is no lack. He is the provider that he claims to be. He is the sustainer that he claims to be. And so if I'm, you know, functioning in a in a state of insufficiency, um, you know, I have to kind of look at myself and look at my own beliefs and see how it is that I'm creating that contrary to what he has provided for me. Yeah, and I like I like it on both sides of that. Sometimes the sometimes the lack is an actual real um physical lack where we are standing not receiving what we need because some element of faithlessness or sin or whatever is standing in the way. Another time to lack is simply a mental picture. We really felt mm-hmm. like God owed us more than he gave us, and it's just learning to be content with what we've got. Well, this morning, we are visiting today with Elena Odessa on a great topic, money, money boundary breakthroughs. We're going to come back and talk about um, why money isn't the most important thing and actually what typically attracts more money effortlessly into people's lives. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we're having a great time this afternoon talking about money. And money's just a huge part of our lives. It isn't the center of our lives, but well, I guess some people maybe it is, but it is definitely a part of our lives that we cannot ignore. Uh, we we are required by life to have money and to use it wisely um, is a choice that we have. And definitely even how to think about it is a choice that we have. Our guest today, Elena Odessa of ElenaOdessa.com. And she's also a speaker over at womenspeakers.com. She's here sharing with us some strategies to help us break through the boundaries that we have set in our own minds based on our history, on those who've taught us about money, and even on our own experiences. Elena, as we think about money, um, it may be simplistic to say that money isn't the most important thing, but it's it's worth mentioning because for a lot of people, actually money, I always say it, it has its own type of stress that's attached to it. A lack of money is extremely painful. And it can really become the center focus of a person's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can. You know, it, it's really what it is, is like a byproduct. You know, it's an energetic byproduct. And that's the reason why I'm so adamant about, you know, just iterating that it's not the most important thing. The most important thing really is, you know, for us to go in and start looking at those histories, you know, start looking at 
what we were taught and the conditioning and, and everything. Because if we have a belief about ourselves that not valuable, that we're not competent in the world, you know, that the world isn't fair, that, um, you know, it's not a safe place to live, you know, we'll be insecure and we just will not give ourselves permission again to, you know, express ourselves openly and freely. And that lack of permission, it equates into a, a lack of money, you know. I mean, people's relationships with themselves are what matters so much more than the money, just kind of getting on the inside and finding out what those inner conversations are, what's the, what's the intimate conversation that you have with yourself. And when we start to heal that and heal the beliefs and, you know, just heal those um, past experiences and stuff, then the our finances will grow as a result of that interpersonal healing. Hmm. I like to think of um, the word failure as equivalent to feedback, if we'll take it that way, because any time that we have, um, we don't have what we seem to need or we go forward but we can't seem to ever get where we're going or whatever, This is these are feedback loops that we mm-hmm. have going on. And either we take and we really analyze them and ask before God, what are you trying to tell me here? Otherwise, we just keep making the same loop again and again and again, feeling in the same way again and again and again. And I'm sure that there are somebody, somebody listening today that's like, I keep doing this with money. I keep you know, mm-hmm. having hope and you know, getting calm about it. And then I just fall right smack back into my fear, my um, mm-hmm. discontent, my point where I kind of shut down. And you talk about something that typically attracts money effortlessly into a person's life. What is that? Um, you know, Marty, before I answer that question, I want to say something about the um, what you were talking just a second ago about the lack. Sure. I don't believe that that we do have lack. Even when we think we have lack, I think that we have what right. we need in that moment. <laughs> it's just not right. showing up in a way that we particularly want it to be showing up. We appreciate it. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think, you know, to to be going around that mountain again and, you know, to to be believing that there's lack, I think, is going to send you right around the mountain again. But going around that mountain to kind of look at the situation and say, what is this circumstance trying to teach me? You know, what, what is it that God's trying to teach me? What can I learn from this circumstance? In that moment, then you absolutely have everything that you need in order to learn the lesson that you need to learn to graduate in the way that you're being invited to graduate, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I guess I've looked at, um, I've looked at, and, and I know that there are different opinions about this, but from my experience, too, there are certain things in life that actually have a consequence with a time limit on it. So, for example, the children of Israel did not get to go into Canaan for 40 years. Some of them didn't ever mm-hmm. get to go in. Some had to wait 40 years. And no matter how hard they looked at that mountain, they were still going to have to wait. <laughs> they mm-hmm, had to mm-hmm. wait because there was a time limit. When a, when a woman becomes pregnant, she doesn't get to say, just by faith I have this child. Well, she wouldn't really want to have it early because it's not going to be healthy. It's not going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have this idea or this ministry or this concept in your head and you're ready for it today, but honestly it needs some more gestation time. It needs some time to get developed fully before you get it. And I totally agree with you that lack is a state of mind because in this moment we always have what we need. That's how mm-hmm. God created it. Even if it looks horrible, even if it's painful, 
even if it yeah. is not what we wanted or what we asked for, in this moment, we have everything we need. I love that. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and, and sh- share with some um, what typically does attract money then into a person's life. Well, I, I mean, aside from that, because we just covered something huge, you know, talking about the that, that spiritual aspect and the mindset. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, money is, is it, it needs, and you also talked about this when you were um, saying that you and your husband kind of listed all your bills and, you know, just kind of put some intention around that. Um, that's the first one, you know, to, to make conscious intention. If money needs vision, and, you know, when we set conscious intentions, when you and your husband sat and made that list of all the bills, you know, that's exactly what you were doing. You were defining the amount. You were defining the need. And, you know, when we determine what it is that we need and determine why we want it and exactly what we're going to do with it once we attract it, money comes to that. It, it just, you know, it, it's magnetized to it because money needs vision. The the second thing is that, you know, we have to account for it because when we account for the money that we're intending to receive, this is when we establish the place or the places, you know, that it's going to go when we attract it. This is um, when we establish the business account or the vacation account or the, you know, wardrobe account or the high heel shoes account if, if, if you're mm-hmm. so inclined. You know, and it, it doesn't have to be formal, um, you know, like going down to the bank and just opening the account. It can be a fun place like, a you know, a, a pink piggy bank or an envelope that just has the, the name of the intention written on it. But something really happens um, when we name and establish and just account for exactly where the money is going to go when it comes in. It's like we give it a home, so to speak. And then the, the third thing that I found um, that really helps in attracting money effortlessly is to track it. You know, the, the scripture says in Proverbs twenty seven twenty three that, you know, we have to be diligent to know the state of our flocks and um, we have to look well to our herd. And so, you know, money, again, it needs a master. And if we use that scripture, it needs a, a shepherd. And, you know, just like those, those sheep need a system, you know, for tracking, our money does too, a system of checks and balances in place. And when we have that, we're going to be so much more prudent about the money's coming and the money's going and how we manage it um, in, in, in the process. Oh, beautiful. I always like the story of the widow whose um, sons are going to be sold into slavery after her husband dies without leaving her enough money to pay the bills. She's in a very desperate threat. I can't even imagine a worse uh, threat hanging over a woman than that your children are going to be taken from you and sold into slavery if you don't pay the bills. That had to be the most stressful situation possible with money. And so she's told by um, by the by the prophet there, go go to your neighbors and get jars and take them into your house and shut the door. And so she mm-hmm. did that. And I love to think of that as the um, the intention was I've got to have money to pay this bill to save these boys. And then the yes. next thing was the action where she's going to actually establish a place for it to go. She's got the jars. <laughs> she's mm-hmm, got the jars mm-hmm. where the money's going to go in. You know, and then when she gets the money, she knows exactly what's going to happen with the money. You know, she yeah. knows that it's going to go to pay the bills. There's no ambiguity in that entire story. It's all very crystal clear. And I think that that's really where, 
you know, making some kind of goal statements like I want a Porsche or I want a big yacht or a huge mansion, those things can never really um, motivate you unless they're really in God's plan for your life. The reason is because you don't resonate with them. You don't have any sense of passion about them other than just maybe lust. You don't have any um, use for them. Whereas like in her story, she's extremely passionate (laughs) about getting this money. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, when we were facing all these bills, we were passionate, you know. <laughs> and and uh, it says, you know, it says in the Bible, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, and that includes when you need money. Yeah. And God built it that way. So I think a lot of people try, you know, have tried um, much of what we're talking about here, these mental positionings to have, but they've done it towards something that God never intended them to have. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it won't work. You can't manipulate God. Um, and, yeah. and really, even with this, you're not manipulating money. You're just freeing it to do what God created it to do. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes back to the heart's desires piece for me because, you know, it's like we can want what we have seen other people have, you know, but mm-hmm. the thing is is that what do you really, really want at your core? You know, what is it that drives you? I mean, it might be a barn, you know, in the – the, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, and don't it's, give it's me your barn because I don't want it. <laughs> right, it's going to be unique. Each person has totally their own unique place where they say, "This is what I'm here to do. This is mm-hmm. this is what I need in order to do it." And it is different for each mm-hmm. of us. And don't mm-hmm. judge it in comparison to other people. You know, let yourself want what right. you want. Give yourself permission to want that and you know, go after it because God gave you that desire for a reason. He wants to express himself through you in that way. It really keeps coming back around to this deep-seated, intentional confidence in God and how he created you and that he's going to fulfill in your life what he created you to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I'm trying to think of um, John Eldridge in his, in his book, Sacred Romance, he said, the number one lie that Satan puts forward to Christians is that God is not as good as he says he is. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to money, we're really pretty susceptible to that because mm-hmm. we always seem to want more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's never really quite enough for us. And I think that that's yeah. where Paul talks about in in uh, in Philippians or, or um, yeah I think it's Philippians where he says I have learned in all things to be content and he's he's writing that from a prison cell you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even there he needed money he talks about mm-hmm. it a couple times I need money and you sent money to help me um, mm-hmm. so he you know he definitely understands that there's times of of wealth and there's times of poverty even in the life of a saint and what we need to do is we need to say in this moment I have everything I need I can be content mm-hmm. and what will happen when we are able to position there is that God is able then to flow all the funds to us that we need in order to fulfill his work on earth and it's such a beautiful partnership it's it's honestly mm-hmm. it's so astounding that God would partner with us like that Mhm, mhm. And when that desire for more comes in, it's like, you know, I always ask myself when I'm feeling that, why? Why do I want more? And, you know, right. when I start to just dissect it, it's like I can, you know, a lot of times I can pinpoint it back to wanting something because somebody else has it or wanting something because I want to be seen a certain way in the fact that I have it, you know, maybe I've come into a different, you know, group of friends or colleagues and, you know, I just want to appear, 
you know, just appear, air quotes there. And so, <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to really just dissect it and be honest about the why, um, a lot of times that kind of quells that, that desire for more for me and, and brings me back into my moment and my season and, you know, what God has going on with me for me in that moment. And it just applies to all areas of our lives because sometimes we have to say, why do I want more food <laughs> right now? I'm mm-hmm. full. Why do I want more food? <laughs> or That's why true. do I want more friends? I've got lots of great friends and family who love me. Why do I need more? Or, or why mm-hmm. do I want more stuff? You know, I mean, it, it just applies in all areas of our lives. But it seems like when it comes to money, if God doesn't dump a boatload on us, then we get kind of ticked off at him, and that's really not fair. It's not, it's not, it's not reasonable thinking. But sometimes yeah, when it comes yeah. to money, that's kind of how we do think about it. Well, this is Money Sweber. We're visiting today with our guest, Elena Odessa of ElenaOdessa.com. On Money Breakthroughs, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about charitable giving as well as one important funny thing about money. We'll be right back. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Barney Swedberg, and it's so fun that you are here with us this afternoon and with our guest, Elena Odessa of ElenaOdessa.com. She's a communicator, a trainer, a messenger, a coach, a friend, a author. Uh, she's available to you as a speaker or as a consultant over at ElenaOdessa.com. You want to check that out. Elena, as we come into this last segment of the program here, let's talk about the importance of charitable giving. Mm, that's one of my favorite points to talk about, Martin, because I have seen this you know, in my own life, I used to be um, years ago um, afraid, you know, to really give um, on a, a, a certain level. You know, I had a certain amount that I was comfortable giving, and, you know, that was it, pretty much 10 mm-hmm. um, to $20, you know, in, in the offering or, you know, to any charity or whatever, and done, forget it. Don't ask me for any more, and I would almost just be a little bit violent on the inside, you know, if I, if that was challenged inside me. And charitable giving, I am so grateful that, you know, the Holy Spirit just ministered to me and brought me out of that fear and, you know, really that that poverty mindset because this is one of the things that I have seen firsthand work in my life when I was still in those very early stages. And I don't even know that I was in the early stages of doing my inner work. I think that this was the beginning of my, my um, you know, procession of, of, of just doing this inner work on my emotions and, you know, my mindset and everything. But I started giving. I started tithing. I, I let that first 10% actually go, you know, release from my hand, and I didn't have enough at the time. And so it was like, Lord, if mm-hmm. 100% is not enough, how in the world do you expect me to live on the 90? But I just, mm-hmm. you know, I stepped out there and I mean, I got into, you know, this, this, this spiritual place, I think, where I, I just I didn't know what my right hand was doing. My right hand and my left hand just couldn't decipher um, between the, one another. And I saw it change my life. That scripture, um, give and it shall be given, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall all men give into your bosom. 
for the same measure that you meet, it will be measured to you again. That is absolutely 100% true. And so, you know, I just want to to say, you know, for anyone that may be struggling with that or, you know, anyone that may have, you know, been in that space of charitable giving and, you know, perhaps the economy or, you know, things came up and kind of pulled you out of it, to just, you know, um, yield to that, you know, yield to that truth because it's just one that I have seen work exponentially in my life. Mm. I love it. When we did um, wealth, let's see, godlywealth.com, is uh, a site that has some great training on finances over there, and Brian Kluth was on that program, and he he is um, the the generosity pastor to America, and he his salary oh, is one dollar wow. a year. He's, his salary is one dollar a year, and beyond that, he just trusts God for everything, and he just mm-hmm. is a walking testimony, and he goes around teaching people that you have to, if you want God's blessings on your finances, you have to do it God's way. And why would we think any other way? I mean, it'd be kind of like going out and getting into our car, but instead of sitting in the front seat saying, well, you know, I, I kind of like the comfort of the back seat better. I think I'll drive from back here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to have to use a key. I just want to sink my car into action. And, you know, we'd yeah. never be so silly as to not follow the directions to drive a car. But yet when it comes to money, we don't want to follow God's directions. And he has some very clear directions. First of all, tithing, mm-hmm. the principal mm-hmm. alter out scripture, and that you give your top 10%. And then offerings beyond that where you give generously out of what you have left and then alms is even beyond that where it's maybe not even money it's just um you donate your time you donate your you know clothing that you don't you wear anymore Mm -hmm. you you know Mm -hmm. have these other things that you give and it is so true Uh, about um it was about 10 years ago now that we were uh, before we before we uh, bought the store and we were between businesses, and I remember at the at the time that when our tax accountant came to give us the overview of the previous year, he said to my husband, he said, you do know now that it's not going to work for you to keep giving, you know, to God, to, for you to keep giving more money than you're earning. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember I was in the other room, I was in the other room, and I was just thinking, that is the man I want to be married to <laughs> right there. My husband who who just kept on giving as if he was still earning, he kept on giving because that was just his heart. His heart was just to just lavishly give back to God as God had given to us. And, and even when there was no income coming in, too bad, I'm going to just keep on giving. And so I just encourage you, if you're listening and you don't think that it's possible to tithe when you don't have enough money, uh, when you don't seem to have enough money, just remember it is possible because it's God's mm-hmm. equation, and the equation starts with you being faithful. That's where it starts, <laughs> and then you have to go from there. That's yeah, love it, it wouldn't be love faith it. if it wasn't scary. You know, if it made sense, it's just that's not well, faith. Well, right. Sense. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. What is faith? It is doing what you believe well, it's actually faith is actually doing what you would do if you knew for sure God was going to come through. That's faith. That's faith in action. Oh, I love that definition. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, yeah, and yeah, and you know you just you just behave as if, and then mm-hmm. you just go by faith, and that just frees all of the universal power of God. I mean, and He's bigger than the universe, but I mean, in this universe, it frees His power to provide mm-hmm. for you what you need in order to accomplish what He created you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this. I love this topic. Yeah, can you tell? Okay, so we're <laughs> talking about the the important funny thing about money. I'm curious what this is. What is the funny thing about money? The funny thing about money is that there are people who are chasing money, and then there are the people that money is chasing. 
<laughs> yeah, I love people it. People <laughs> who they they want more money so that they can feel secure. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is that money is attracted to security. So money is going to come to those people who are have already found a way to settle themselves, to rest in who they are in Christ, to rest in, you know, if he's taking care of the lilies of the valley, if he's clothing, you know, the, 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 the lilies of the field, he is going to take care of you. And so, you know, begin to rest in your security and money will come. You know, the, people say that they want more money so that they can draw interest. But the truth of the matter is, is that money is attracted to people who are submitted to their interests, their real, core, genuine, God-given interests. Mm-hmm. Not the thing that Beautiful. you know they see somebody <laughs> else make money off of because you know it's work for them, mm-hmm. and so you know now they kind of want to jump on that bandwagon. It is what has God given you to be interested in? You know what has He inclined your heart towards? Give your attention to that, and you know watch money come to you. Mm, that is so cool. I'm going to try to rephrase this here, and you help me get this down to, like, a quotable that we can cross-stitch. And <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> money loves to be invested in interests, my interests, right? Uh, how, oh, do you, how would yeah. you say it? You say it again. I mean, it's beautiful. You know, you think about sticking your money in a bank so it can collect interest. But the money actually, the money actually is created to do something not just to yeah. be buried in the ground, uh, but to actually do something, to accomplish something. So how would you say it? How would I say it? Um, I like what you said. Money is money loves to, what did you say? Money loves to be invested in interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. We'll keep working like on that because that. That that's mm-hmm. beautiful. The other thing you just said that I think is really quotable is that money is attracted to security. You know, we talk about, um, you know, men marry uh, for one reason, and women marry oftentimes for security. You know, Mm -hmm. we really like to know that we've got a protector, that there's somebody there to take care of us. And it's interesting, when you said that, I was thinking about, that's interesting because that's um, like women then. Uh, Women are attracted to security. Money is attracted to security, and that's, uh, that's a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So how? So back again to security. That would in our lives, it wouldn't mean that it's not going to be spent. It would mean that there's um, the confidence of knowing who you are in Christ, of what you're here to do mm-hmm. and accomplish. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there's enough, you know, because if you if you don't believe, if you have a fear that there's not enough, then even the money that you have, you won't invest it in your interests. You know, you'll try to hold on to it, and and that holding on, you can't hold on to the seed. You have to sow the seed for the seed to grow. You can't harvest without that process. So, you know, it's just it's just that. You know, trust that there is enough. Trust that God is enough. Trust that you know He loves you enough. That He has, you know, Christ is enough. Just trust that you are enough, and your dreams, your your ideas, you know, your 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 intestinal fortitude, you know, to bring those things into fruition, to bring those intangible ideas into the tangible world are enough because they are. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. And I loved your phrase when you started out this section saying that um, 
either you're chasing money or money is chasing you. I like that so much. That's just <laughs> such a great visual. That's an awesome visual that I won't forget soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Elena, this hour has just flown by. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Marnie. I have really enjoyed it. And uh, if somebody went over to your website at elenaodessa.com, which is A-L-A-I-N-A-O-D-E-S-S-A.com, what will they find over there? They will find that I have pretty much created a place to be able to serve um, Christian women, you know, who are just visionaries, who are entrepreneurs, who are just wanting to, you know, give themselves permission to, to allow themselves to be fully expressed, fulfilled, and free to be who it is they were created to be. So, yeah, I do a lot of work around, you know, helping um, women get over those limiting beliefs, helping women to really define what it is, because so often, Martin, we can be so disconnected from our heart's desires. You know, we're, we've, we've given so much to other people that we are just numb, you know, when it comes. And, you know, we're like a deer caught in headlights when you ask us what it is that we want and what do we want to do, yeah. and, you know, how do we want to show up in the world. So I just help women get clarity around that and, you know, get going. Yeah. And you have written a book. It's a poetry book. It's called, um, uh, well, why don't you tell slow me the running. name of it then? Oh, Slow Running. There it is, Slow Running Honey, yeah. So, um, and that's available at your website? It is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I also have a um, couple of meditation products over there um, that are, are really good for that, that mind renewal process, support around that. So it's a couple of products mm. and stuff over there. That's great. That's great. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. And uh, everybody, thank you for being here this afternoon. It's always such a fun time to share share uh, the hour with you each week. Look forward to it very much. Right now, uh, while this is airing live, we are in the fall season. And if you go over to Marnie.com, you can catch the holiday planning boot camp. And I encourage you to do that because during the holidays, there's so much time uh, invested into things that can be done more quickly that can be done with um, much more fun or joy than maybe how you typically do it. And, and my goal and my heart is to have you have the best, the most peaceful holiday season so far coming up. So I want to check that out at Marnie.com and then over at um, Marnie'sFriends.com you can see what's coming next each week and go forward from there. Well, thanks for being here. I always love it. Thanks for uh, supporting us. And for those of you who listen to the archives later around the Internet on the on the syndicated shows, we appreciate you also. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.